Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and sometimes every other week, we question ourselves about why the rum's gone and then remember we haven't bought it yet. Yes, it's been a long time since we've talked about rum. A long, long time. Long time. Now we're going to talk about it again. Hmm. Today's the day. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Rum is, yeah, I still think rum is a very interesting drink. Um, I still haven't really picked it as a, a drink, whether or not a drink I want to have. Um, but, I mean, we've got to talk about the, we've got to talk about it because a lot of people drink rum and we are listened to by a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it is... Most commonly drunk with a mixer, mm. though there are a lot of roms that don't have to be. Yeah, and like we've talked about before, as you get more expensive, the you mix them less. Yeah. That's with everything, though, I suppose. Yes, exactly. And of course, what what we want to talk about really for a good beginner is a rum that you... Don't feel bad about mixing, mm. but could if you wanted to. Like, so you could mix it if you wanted to without feeling bad, but mm. you could also sip it. Neat. I suppose. I think most people's first experience with rum is going to be mixed. Oh, of course. Rum, rum has a very strong flavor. Yeah, and most people's first experience with rum will be with a cheap, cheap nasty, mm. strong flavored rum. And it's got all the wrong flavors strong in the wrong rums. Yeah. Well, the wrong rums, the the cheap rums, the rums that are 100% a mixing rum and very pleasant when you get the ratio of rum to cola or rum to ginger beer or whatever you choose to mix it with, correct. Yeah. Yeah, dark and stormy over Coke and rum, rum and Coke. Any yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> I mean, as as a dark and stormy, you can make the worst rum taste great. Well... If you've got a good ginger beer. Yeah, true. 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 True, true, true. Uh, but today we're going to, I suppose, talk about the the, the whole gamut. Like, what, yeah. what, would, what you would expect with a pricey rum, what you'd expect with a cheap rum, and... What you, sh- how you should drink both. Yes, or- and I guess while we're talking about beginnings, I mean, Dark and Stormies and Rum and Cokes are the way to begin. Mm, for sure. You can get them everywhere. Yeah, and you can, if you've bought a bottle of something and taken it home, you can then adjust the amount of mixer to your likings with the amount that you've poured in to balance it out. mm to the point where you enjoy the flavor of it <laughs> and as it as it grows on you because it is a flavor that grows on you it is one of yeah. those it's an acquired taste yeah it yeah. is one of those acquired tastes and as you acquire that taste you can adjust the mix mm. until eventually there's 
no cooking there at all. Now, I'm hoping you're not adjusting it to the point where it's still a full glass, but it's all rum because that's a really <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> Just, you know, reducing the amount of Coke that you add with your one or two shots is probably... <laughs> that, that's what you're trying to say. That's what I'm talking about. Got yes. it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Just like swapping the ratios of Coke to rum. Sure. <laughs> I must admit, though, I've gone to... When, when I used to go clubbing, um, I definitely asked for a rum and coke once or twice. And you know how they pack ice in there. So oh, it, yeah. So it's a shot of rum and probably like two or three shots worth of coke. Yeah, because there's so much ice in the yeah. glass. And so the ratio is all wrong and it tastes like ass. Yeah, and it's like, why? Why why must you chief me out on ice? Yeah. It's 12 cents worth of post mix. Can't you give me that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that that I don't understand. Like, post-mix is cheap. Like, are you seriously making that little margin on drinks that you need to water down the post-mix? No, not at that price per shot. Yeah. Not when you're buying in bulk and spending probably 10 bucks less per bottle than we would. Easy. Mm. Easy. Uh, well, so, we yeah, digress. That, that, well, that, that kind of... Um, leads us into the first times we, you and I had rum and rum and rum and cokes, I suppose. Yeah, because that would have been the first time I had rum at the clubs when a friend of mine ordered a round of rum and cokes. Back when I used to still drink coke. Uh huh. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I my first time drinking rum was long before that. Mm. But before the clubs, when I was... When you were a wee lad. Mm. Yes, when I was younger, before I had taken up clubbing. Yeah. So like 26, 27? I can't see you going to the clubs at all. Oh, you know, like 18, you know, yep, 18, right. 19, around, oh, yeah. around that sort of point, before I had taken up such things. And... <laughs> It had been suggested to me that Bundy rum was a very affordable drink and I should Bundaberg buy a bottle rum. of it and take it to take it to a party with some with some mixer. And I didn't drink rum for quite some time after that night. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine why. Not at all. Yeah, because that that was my drink for the night was yeah. Bundy rum and Coke, Ugh. and it was the first time I'd ever had rum. Of course, and when like when you're eighteen, you generally just free pour the mixture, free pour the spirits into the into your cup. Yeah, it yeah, it honestly wasn't until like I was twenty five, twenty six when I started measuring all my shots. Not not so less so because I was drinking, but more so for like flavor consistency. Yeah, because when, when you free pour, it's definitely harder. And it's something that, you know, I've become much better at. Like I can free pour what is basically a shot, just eyeballing it. Yeah, but you are you were but, a bartender. Yeah, when I was 18, I sure as shit couldn't. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's a shot? Who cares? Pour. <laughs> yeah. And then some drinks were like, oh, that's about a quarter. <laughs> that's, that's about a quarter quarter to 
For, or one part to four. Yeah. Drink some, add more Coke. Ugh. Yep. I remember those days. It was vodka for me. Those were the dark days. I used mm. to mix vodka. Oh, I, I very quickly, like after that one time with the rum, I switched to scotch. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, then went back to rum mm. later. Yeah, I didn't really start drinking rum again until I discovered spiced rum on a recommendation from a friend. And that sort of opened my eyes to decent rum. Because I really don't like the flavor of straight, regular old amber rum. It's too it's too bold and it overpowers just about every other mixer you have. But spiced rum is a lot more subtle. It's more complex and gentler on the palate. And for, for for me, what brought me back to considering rum again was a tour of the Bundaberg Rum Distillery and pre-mixed Dark and Stormies. Pre-mixed Dark and That's right. I remember you telling me about that story. Yeah. And because it hadn't even occurred to me before mm. that you could mix it with ginger beer, let alone mix it with mm. a brewed Bundaberg ginger beer, which is oh. one of the best ginger beers mm. bar none. <laughs> and it is. It is really good. I mean, B- oh, Budr- yeah. Budrum's up there, but it's it's a different style. Yeah, it's, not, it's not the same. It's not the same. And I don't even think it's brewed. No, I don't think it is either. No. And in, in the right ratio, mm. a dark and stormy with... Bundaberg ginger beer and Bundaberg rum is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of money behind the Bundaberg distillery. You know they would have gotten that ratio right. Oh, yeah. They would have got that ratio spot on perfect. And mm. and it was. And it probably, if you buy cans of Dark and Stormy, still is. Oh, yeah. Except it, it that's a very expensive way to drink. Oh, God, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's it's cheaper to just like buy one of the big bottles of Bundaberg ginger beer. Yeah. Because one thing that you can't do, really shouldn't do, is <laughs> mix spiced rum with ginger beer. Really? Because ginger beer has its own spiced flavors that will sort of wash out the subtle spiced flavors of the rum. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So if you're going to mix a dark and stormy, the ticket is the amber rum yeah because then you're adding the spice from the ginger Mm. you're basically spicing it yourself by using the ginger beer very true very true um so that that's mixing it if you want to give it a go straight um there's plenty of like you you shouldn't have cheap rums you shouldn't have cheap rums they are better for mixing. Once you get past $50 Australian for a bottle, they start getting more complex and uh, way easier to drink neat. Mm. They get a lot smoother. Mm. And yeah, they they hit that butter zone where you can mix or sip. Yeah. Which is, I think, about $50, $60 a bottle. Yeah, and that's that's what you want. That's good drop territory. Mm. Um, Around that price, I... Personally, would recommend drinking it over ice because it makes for a 
more refreshing beverage. Yeah, no, it will also change the consistency slightly, as we've mentioned in oh, for sure. several of our other spirits episodes. Mm. It'll make it a little bit more syrupy and it'll bring out some different flavors in it. Yeah, but it also, like, rums are traditionally very bitey. Yes. So having the ice take it out makes it easy to drink. Um, as you get more expensive rums, you can also have uh, cocktails that have a higher ratio of rum, like a rum caparina. Yeah. If you wanted to go that way. The Cuba Libre is another fantastic example of one where as the rum gets better, you can adjust the ratio. Mm. Cuba Libre. Because it's, you know, white rum, cola, lime, ice. Mm. And of course, the famous mojito. Yeah. And the the great thing about a Cuba Libre is because you're adding citrus, you can do it with a dark rum or a white rum or a golden rum. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. You just adjust the flavor profile, but they all just kind of work. Mm. Very true. Very true. Um, Once you get past $90 a bottle, I would suggest not mixing those at all because they get more and more complex. Um, but after they're, after like $90, for a beginner, it's not worth it. Like the, the complexity is just too hard to find. Yeah, you really, when you're starting, you want to start simple. Hmm. And as you get used to the flavors of it, then slowly ease in the complexities. Hmm. But, you know, that $50, $60 mark or whatever the equivalent is in the US, it's, I think that's the butter zone. Yeah. And of course, don't be, don't be afraid to see something and go, the price is right, but how is it? Mm. And look up a review. Well, that's how we picked, that's how you picked today's That's That's bottle. how I picked today's. I had heard of it. I saw it, I had heard of it, I had heard good things, I looked it up, all the reviews said good things, mm. and that's how we ended up with Baron Samity. That is true. It is a spiced rum made with Caribbean rum, spices, and natural flavors. 80 proof by design. Would you like to read the bottle since you bought it? Uh, yes, so it says... Hailing from the dark forests and untouched beaches of the Caribbean, Baron Samadhi has, since the 18th century, served as the guardian of all things enchantingly dark and otherworldly. He has a taste for mystery, shadows, and his signature drink, possessing vanilla, cocoa, cinnamon, and an exotic spice from his native Haiti. Accented with pot-still Caribbean rum, Baron Samadhi Spiced delivers an authentic, full-bodied flavor with an incredibly smooth finish hmm. bottled by baron semity rumco oh not um supplied in australia and new zealand by campari oh okay there we go so not <laughs> owned by campari just supplied by them which is a nice change hmm there you go uh didn't you say it was bottled in canada i'm pretty sure i did uh, say that yes bottled in canada with local and imported ingredients Hmm. So that one should be 
uh, easy enough to find for our wonderful US listeners. Yes, yes, it should. And I believe it was probably from some American source that I heard of it. Mm. At a guess. Uh, so, let's give it a whirl. Yeah, so let's let's see what this tastes like and if it lives up to the hype. It smells nice. It smells very smooth. Mm, it does. And I, I immediately get that vanilla fragrance mm. off it that they talk about on the label. And the... Um there's a little bit of cocoa there. Yeah, and it's not like it's subtle and you're like, oh, yes, I've read that it's there, so I'm now imagining that it's there. It's No, it's, it's vanilla. There. Yeah. yeah. And oak and... Definitely, definitely spices, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's a spiced rum. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be a spiced it says, rum. It is what it says on the tin. Yeah. Now, we've never drunk this before, but we've both had Kraken before. Mm. So I know that we're going to be comparing it to Kraken. Oh, for sure. But Kraken is a more expensive spiced rum. Mm. And it's black spiced rum. Yeah. So you'd expect it to be uh, more, I guess, darker in flavor, more um, back palate flavors. Yes. Anyway, let's give this a taste. Cheers. Cheers. That is way smoother than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's that little bit of a burn that you expect from any rum. Yeah. Just as it goes down. but And and that immediate warming sensation, but Mm. it's smooth across the tongue. There's no... It doesn't tear your tongue out. No, there's no bite. Yeah. Like, I thought there'd be... Maybe I just had too small of a sip, but there was no bite at all. And that is why I prefer spiced rum, because they they tend to be very light on the bite. Yeah, it's got to be aged a little bit. I mean, there's quite that gentle. There's a warmth on the tongue. There's a there's a sensation to it, mm. but it's not bitey. No. Bottled by the Baron Samedi Romco, Grimsby, Ontario. There you go. Well, I'm assuming. O N is Ontario. That's in Canada. Eh? Yep. Well, yeah, you said it was in Canada. The bottle says Canada. Oh, sorry. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it um, it doesn't say aged. It just says spiced. But generally, generally, if it's that smooth, yeah, it's aged a little bit yeah. at least. And it, that would also explain the oak flavors, the oak and vanilla. Yeah, it would have, because generally oak flavors, as we've mentioned so many times before, they come from the barrel. Mm. Though, being a spiced rum, they also could have added vanilla. Yeah. Well, natural flavors. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, the amber color generally comes from being aged as well. Yeah, very true. Draws uh, that from the wood. Yeah. The. It's quite dark, so it's obviously darker than a, a traditional gold rum. So Though the, the spices can darken. Mm, all they usually do. The, yeah. When you see a darker rum, it's an instant giveaway that it's spiced. As a general rule, yes. Mm. Or it's been aged for a long ass time. Mm. But this is this is pretty nice. Yeah, I think it's it's well worth the entrance fee, I I feel. Yeah. 
So solid good drop territory. Would recommend. Yeah, and definitely a. <clears throat> I would say this is a good beginner. Mm. Like if you've, if you feel that you are coming towards the top end of mixing, and you want to try experimenting with drinking it straight. Yeah. This is one that I expect would be fantastic with cola, mm. but equally, like it is equally good neat. Yeah, I would definitely mix this with Coke or cola. What else could you mix it with? It wouldn't work with uh, ginger beer. You yeah, could, you no. could have a spiced mojito. That would be that would mm. work okay. You could. Um, I've had those before. They're interesting. They're very different. Um, a what did you? What was the one? The Cuba Libre. Yeah, the Cuba Libre. You could totally, you could totally use it in Cuba Libre. Yeah, because the um, little hint of lime you have in that would just really complement the flavors in this. I think. Yeah. What's in a Cuba Libre again? Uh, it's literally just rum, cola, lime. Because I have limes mm. and soda water, I have it. I have enough stuff for mojito. Hmm. Mm. Spiced mojito. Give Super simple stuff. Yeah. Or a um, a spiced rum caparino. Hmm. You could do that too. You could. You could do that. Because I know caparinas are usually made with cachaca. Cachaca. Um, and they are fantastic. Oh yes, yeah, so good. So so good. It's no wonder that's a national drink. Yeah. Um, but if you d- don't have cachaca or you want to try something wild, yeah, mix um, your spiced rum instead. Yeah, absolutely. Just don't call it a caparina because they'll, they'll come after you. Mm. <laughs> I need to get myself another bottle of that. I've, I'd forgotten how good caparinas are. On how good cachaca is as well. Yeah, cachaca is fantastic. I mean, yeah. even like I found so many things to mix it with. I know mm. that I've gone off topic by saying that, but yep. when I had cachaca, I found so many things I could mix it with. It's so diverse. Yeah. When when rum meets tequila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we probably anyway. should also try this on ice to talk about the difference. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. So now we have Baron Samedi Spiced Rum on ice. Over ice. Yes, we should say over ice because this is not an ice skating arena spectacular. Not yet. Not with that attitude. (laughs) Yes, it could be. It could be. Watch this space. Listen to this space, I suppose. Baron Samadhi on ice, coming soon to an ice skating rink near you. Just like Frozen on ice. (laughs) That that is actually a thing, though. It is a thing. And it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I bet it was. So, how does the ice change the flavor? Good question. It changes the smell. Like, I picked that up straight away. Mm. It's, It's more... There's more vanilla. Or vanilla has a higher focus. Yeah. The other flavors have uh, taken a step back, if yes. you will. The, the other notes are more mellow compared to the vanilla. It is definitely yeah. brought to the fore. More vanilla, more more buttery. Yes, that that's the other thing I was yeah. getting. Yeah, 
It, it took me this long to pick it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, more more vanilla, more buttery. Um, it's almost more sweet and caramelly. Yeah. I think it is. It's and the the textures changed to be sort of reminiscent of a liqueur. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it's got that sort of mouth feel to it. Mm. Um. So we are using giant ice cubes because that's they're they're about one and a half inch square. Inch, sorry, one and a half inch cubed. Cubed, yes. If they were if they were square, we would be using two dimensional ice cubes, and that would be a sight to behold. That would, yeah, that would uh, re- mess with time and space. And this is a booze podcast, not a science podcast. Yes, not a, sorry, not a sci fi podcast. Yes, let, let's not talk about two dimensional ice cubes. I can't even imagine two dimensional ice cubes. I can imagine plenty of two dimensional characters, though. Yeah, I mean, I could draw a two-dimensional ice cube. Hmm. <laughs> Glad we got that covered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, ice, I think, makes it much easier to drink. Oh, yeah, but not that it wasn't easy to drink before. It was very easy to drink. No, but um, we are quite experienced drinkers. Yes. We've drunk a lot of booze. <laughs> so we we can definitely say this this is a whole nother level of easing yourself into it, mm. and I it sort of goes on with goes to show sort of uh, goes in line with the all all the other uh, spirits that we recommend. If you cool it down, it's easier to drink vodka out of your freezer, uh, whiskey over ice. Not that the Scottish recommend that, but stuff them have it over ice if it makes it easier to try it yeah because it's sorry to interrupt but it's more Mm. about uh more about experience experiencing the drink and the culture than being a snob yeah exactly ice takes the edge off yeah it but on the flip side it also takes some of the flavors away correct which is why it's it's good as an intro Mm. Or, you know, when you know what you want, if you're feeling just in the mood for something smooth and light, mm. then have it over ice. And if you want something more complex, don't. Yeah. Have it at room temperature. Have it yeah, slightly chilled. Stuff the haters. Yeah. <laughs> Drink it the way that you enjoy it best. Yes. Because that is really what developing a taste for any drink is all about. Find the way that it sits best to you as you're developing a taste for those flavor profiles. Mm. And, of course, keep in mind that you can, as a a connoisseur, you would get more out of a spirit drinking it neat in the right glass. Oh, yes. But as a, a, as a beginner, those... I mean, consider the rules, but you don't have to follow all of them because it's too hard for a beginner to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. And remember, if you can, avoid the Collins highball at all costs. (laughs) Yes, we've Um, uh, clearly established that one. (laughs) I think that's it for the episode, though. Uh, Have you got anything else? Um. No, so I, I guess we, we should, because we've never had Baron Samity before, we should bottle caps this. We should talk oh. about how many bottle caps we give Baron Samity spiced rum. 
Well, this surprised me. This is... I would rate this very high um, considering the price. I would give this a 9. Oh, for for its price bracket, I think I'd probably put it about there as well. Mm. Comparing it to other spliced ROMs in that price bracket. Uh, well, yeah. I, ha- I haven't had much ROM, though. Like, um, yeah, generally I avoid ROM because... I'm not a huge fan, but for the for the comparing it to all the ROMs, sorry, comparing it to all the ROMs I've had, I would put this right up the top. Even compared to the top drop territory ROMs I've had. Mm, high praise from Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, admittedly, I I do like it quite a lot. And yeah, I would probably put it up there sort of in, in Kraken territory as, hmm. and I guess even sort of Deadhead territory. It's a, they're all around the same price though. Well, I thought the Deadhead was more. Wasn't it like 80 bucks a bottle or something? No, it was like 60. Oh, it just had a weird bottle. Yep. Let's look it up though. Yeah. But like, um, mixing it with, or comparing it to, say, Bacardi Ocart, I think this is much more interesting. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's got more complexity. I think it's even a little bit smoother. I would be disinclined to drink Ocart neat. It's to, okay over ice. Yeah, but it's that, that's that's kind of my point. It's okay yeah. over ice, it, it's but you want to mix it with cola. Yeah, it's fantastic with Coke. Yeah, it I, is. I think that's the whole point of their, um, the whole point of that drink. They made it to be a mixer. Yeah, and for that purpose, it's brilliant. Mm. But for something that you could have with Coke or over ice or neat, this this yeah this this, this ticks every box. Mm. That's why it gets a nine from me. It's a yes for me as well. You're going to Las Vegas, Baron Samity. <laughs> Is that where we pull out one of those FU trophies like um, Penn and Teller? <laughs> <laughs> Fooled us. <laughs> yes, they fooled us. No, it's a it's a great drink. It's yeah. a, I thought that was. Yeah, it it is a really good, mm. well balanced. Yeah, I recommend this one. I would recommend this one. Yes, as would I. So, if you are a beginner, or you have a friend who doesn't like rum as much as you do, <laughs> get some of this. This is the rum. Yep. Tell them to sit sit the hell down, and try this. <laughs> I suppose. Um, if you liked what you heard, everybody, be... on that note, I think we should uh, wrap it up. So if you liked what you heard, everyone, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a Good Drop podcast on your favorite podcast app, including pod- Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and many more. Yes, you can also find us on the Facebook and Instagram social medias as a Good Drop podcast. Facebook and Facebook images. (laughs) 
Uh, we have a good old-fashioned website where you can check out our giant backlog of previous episodes. And if you want to send us an email, you can. if you want to uh, tell us about your favourite rum, we'd love to hear what it is. Send us an email to a gooddrop at gmail.com. So what are we listening to next week? Well, next week, we will be taking a wry look at rye whiskey. He said wryly. Um, rye whiskey, that's probably one of the only whiskies I haven't had yet. Yeah, I don't think I've had it either. I've had Canadian whiskies, mm. and I'm not going to go into that anymore. This is our end of episode cliffhanger, because we'll explain why having drunk a Canadian whiskey may or may not mean I've had a rye whiskey in the rye episode. Correct. Mm. Right. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.